the Fanboy Planet podcast number one. Michael Goodson and Derek McCann. Howdy. After, after seeing Superman Returns, coming to you from the theater lobby, those loud sounds in the background, that would be the arcade. And so, Michael. Yes, Derek. Hello. Good to see you. Fanboy Planet podcast. Here we are on uh, July 12th, the week before some of us leave for Comic Con. So it's kind of the Comic Con preview I have with me. This is Derek McCaw, by the way. Uh, Mario Anima, How's the uh, lost expert, or rather our expert on Lost. And, uh, or just expertly lost. Or expertly <laughs> lost, either way. Uh, and uh, our guest today, Alon uh, Lopez from uh, the website Moron Life. That is correct. Uh, thank you for having me, Derek. <laughs> oh, thank you for being had. <laughs> From that laugh, I, I, I'm really too scared to do so tonight. So I thank uh, Lon Lopez for, for joining us tonight, and I hope that he will, keep, well, that he will continue joining us. Mario Anima, uh, as a, and uh, I want to thank, and I'm using your card so I can remember how to pronounce your last name, our sound engineer tonight, Rick Brett Schneider. Did I get it right? Yes, I agree. Thank you. So... <laughs> excited tonight because of course this is our 100th podcast is it 100th that's what you tell me you're the one that keeps count i'm yeah i, I good yeah. so that does that <laughs> this is Derek mccaw editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com we got a lot of people here for the 200th episode Quite an audience. That's Fan better Boy than Akon has ever been. Fanboy Planet. We're live because this is the 400th uh, official episode. We've had a few like side things. Yeah. Fanboys! This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast! And here is your host, Derek McCaw! That's right, and it is so good to hear Nate again. It's been it a is, while since we've had him. Welcome to episode 500 of the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Almost as many miles away as Nate is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I am Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we've got plenty of special guests here at the Seven Stars Bar and Grill, which the address I always forget, so please, oh, yeah. compass. My point to me, like I should have been prepared. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we've, been, we've had a couple We're of on Bascom compasses. Avenue. We're on Bascom Avenue. You should hang out. This I, is a, it's uh, 398 South Bascom Avenue, San Jose, California. The phone number is 408 408- 
292-STAR. That's 292-STAR. Excellent. And the we, website is www.7starsbar.com. Yes. down from the pink poodle. <laughs> we don't like to talk about that necessarily, but we do want to thank owners. That's the problem with a live studio audience. Paul Cunha and Maria Cunha for allowing us to be here. Oh, yeah. Thank you, you so know, much. And, and for you. kind of clearing, clearing. And I'm going to say up top, before we introduce the guests, uh, that they also created a special Fanboy Planet menu of cocktails for us. Yes. So very excited. If you I, haven't gotten yours, you should go out and get one. First, we have the Moral Compass, which is kind of a gimlet uh, Tom Collins with a bit of tropical coconut kick at the mm-hmm. end. And as I said, if you like pina coladas and being inside Rick's brain. And if you want to talk, why don't you describe the Zorlac, because that's your drink. And the Zorlac, uh, drink this and you will know all. Or forget all, <laughs> but know, it's a ginger beer, ginger beer, cold cock, and an orange slice, just to make sure that you know you get your fiber. And finally, and there's a tiny plastic sword, so I'm happy. And there's a green drink, which is called the Nate Smash, and it's got uh, Red Bull and, and blue curacao, which somehow, despite everything I learned in art class, turns green in a cocktail. <laughs> brown, uh, not brown. No, <laughs> it's green. green. It's yeah. green. So I know there's something there's else in there but, going on there. But Did I, you want one of these, Steve? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, yeah. I had a moral compass. So uh, no, actually, I had a Nate Smash, and I don't remember what the cocktails are. But we have, I said, special guests. But up here. We also have uh, two people on the starting two of off our of favorite the mic people. with us. Two of our favorite people, and there are many others of our favorite people in the audience today. But to my left, Steve Mix. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was the definition of anticlimactic. <laughs> no, no, no. American hero and local author Steve Mix. There we go. Uh, American hero, local author, and wearer of a Green Lantern T-shirt. So he's in the spirit. Yeah. yeah. Steve Mix. And to my right, a guy. Wait, I knew you guys at the same time, right? Yeah, Didn't yeah, I teach you yeah. in the same workshop way back yeah, when? We, 1990. When we came Wait, I wasn't going to name years. <laughs> it makes me 500. Go ahead, and to my right. Hi, this is for all my christeners. It's Chris Garcia. Uh, I made my first appearance, I just realized, episode 39. Wow. So oh, that wow. was 400 and a number ago. You know... I was in episode number one, and I wouldn't even remember. I made my first appearance in number one. No, but, you know, I also want to call out. It was mostly Goodson, anyway. I don't know if we can get him on the microphone today, but, and he waves his head no, but I do want to acknowledge that Fanboy Planet co-founder, way back when, Michael Goodson, the guy who supported me. Applause, everybody. Michael Goodson. I wanted to start the website. He sold his shares for two boxes of Heroclix. They They were all Aquaman's. And, uh, and and all rookies, but uh, you know I I, I lived that. But he still made out. He still he's <laughs> still now they're worth a fortune. Uh, but he was also the person who said, you know what, we should do a, a podcast. And out of respect, I'm not even doing my really bad impersonation of his voice. So you know, <laughs> it's actually a pretty good impersonation. <laughs> it's actually good. I've heard it. Well, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, we should do a podcast. You know, people are doing the podcast, and now I'm dead to him. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Kermit after the automobile accident. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> All right. And uh, <laughs> so others will come up as they go through. And of course. The guy who really took it to the next level, and we just did a piece for Content Magazine coming someday yeah, about someday. this about this history, that uh, the guy who walked into a comic shop where I was holding a little stick of a recorder and said, you know, I think I know how to do this better. Uh, That's a pretty good person. Really I, good I person. know. <laughs> uh, he is uh, who really took this to the next level as a podcast. 
Rick Brett Snyder. Thank there you we so go. much. Yes. So we got some comics news. We got some movie news. We got some. Before TV news. we do that, yes, we have a little bit more housekeeping having to do with this being our five hundredth episode. Five hundred. And if you've gone and to the change. website, if you've ever been bothered by one of our announcements of a new podcast, you may know that we do these these photo montages of our of ourselves into not everyone, but into an image with somebody from or something from the podcast. It's. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's fun for me to shirt? play with uh, because this is my montage character. That is your montage yes. character, but your montage character is about to change. <gasps> no, because, because I, I wore the shirt. <laughs> I, well, you're still good. I mean, we'll still use the old ones every now and then. But I I commissioned Gaz Gazbot Gretzky to do two new images oh. for 2018, and I've been holding. I on hope they're more honest about my appearance because Plastic Man. Really, way too thin that I, I can ever hope. I to think be. you'll be pleased. I think you'll be pleased. But Gaz gave these back to me back in November. I've been holding them on to them ever since. It's been so hard. If you look back at a couple of the uh, podcasts, you'll see shadows of them in the pictures. You won't see the actual images. You may see little images that will look like. And I'm going to show them to Derek first, and then he can like show them Stephen to everybody King else. Story. These are our new <laughs> images. Yes, that is so much more accurate. That is. That's perfect. So, uh, previously, Derek was Plastic Man, and I was Nick Fury in the Nick Fury Classic uh, spacesuit. And now, this year, this year, now we have Derek is Aquaman, which is actually Plastic Man and Aquaman. I asked him a couple of weeks ago what his favorite, what his, what his character was, and he said Aquaman, and I was so pleased because he is Aquaman, and I'm Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Coming up in the new uh, in new images that we which on as the as Ben Grimm uh, said to Reed Richards on that first day, a little arrogant, don't you think? A little yeah. <laughs> takes takes time. It took a while to build up to arrogant from uh, uh, yeah. not being arrogant. So that's uh, that's uh, that, that is nice. beautiful. That's for and, you. And he's not here today, but uh, I do want to thank Gaz, who is also one of my favorite people, but could not make. Gaz it. Gaz had a prior engagement. He was sorry he couldn't make it today. All right, but uh, Gaz Gretzky is uh, somebody you should look into. Uh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Gazbot.com is that yeah, the right? I, I think that's correct. If not, we'll correct it on the. And he's page. doing for those listening. He's doing an ongoing a book right now called A Four: The Horror. Which is a kaiju, and he I just did the second issue. Yes, I just filled out my Kickstarter rewards yep. thing, and uh, I can't remember the actual Japanese the word for the suit, the giant armored superheroes. But I think that also qualifies sort of mecha? in that awesome guys, awesome guys. Yeah, no, it's there's the an English translation. It's not mecha, but there is a there's another word for it. And Gaz always tells me, and I always forget. Yeah. So anyway, so we now can I go forward? <laughs> yes. You have my permission to move forward. <laughs> Thank you, Moral Compass. So we have Chris here, and uh, I want to start uh, every 500 episodes uh, feature, <laughs> which is uh, words that you learned how to spell this week, because you told me one. Go ahead. What word did you finally learn how to spell this week? Aesthetic. Aesthetic. Or as our friends from across the pond say, uh, the pond say aesthetic, right? But anyway, you had a little How wrestling thing, and, and it has been years since you have written a wrestling column for us. But you want to talk? You know, I'm giving you a wrestling minute. Go ahead. Oh, so, let's talk wrestling. <laughs> we are in the thick of WrestleMania season. Uh, the Royal Rumble just happened, and we got, for the first time ever, two Japanese winners. Uh, Asuka, who has been tearing it up in NXT, got hurt, dropped the belt, Gave, came over to WWE has been phenomenal and she has not yet decided where she's going in the storyline because Ronda Rousey has appeared 
Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm actually, I paid attention to that news item, mm-hmm. and I'm excited by that. And here, and this is what's happening with them. I was excited there was audience reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, huh? Ooh, see, doing, I told you wrestling still had cachet. <laughs> they're doing uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus Ronda Rousey and a mystery partner. So far, you've actually named four wrestlers I know. Well, the fourth is probably going to be the, the fourth Rock. one. You definitely smell what he's cooking, Roderick. Oh. I may watch a wrestling match for the first time in 18 years since Michael Goodson invited me to a pay per view. Okay, that is not true. You've watched it when we lived over in Sunnyvale back in 2016 years. Okay. <laughs> 15 years. Dang it. Okay. Uh, Who's the Zorlak now, Derek? I just wanted Michael to feel special. (laughs) Um, We all do. But uh, more importantly, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the superstar from Japan, uh, is actually in the main event with uh, challenging AJ Styles. The two had an amazing match at the Tokyo Dome back in 2017. Uh, Phenomenal match. Amazing. Fantastic. Both guys. Super spectacular. Uh, Cannot recommend that enough. But even more amazing is my buddy Nick Mamatas' company is publishing the biography of Shinsuke Nakamura, translated from Japanese into English. So no one is happier than me and Nick, who's a gigantic wrestling fan, to be publishing that. So we need to give Nate a counterpoint moment right now. Nate. Nate. Even more amazing is that WWE actually booked Nakamura to win the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns and John Cena in the Royal Rumble. That was fantastic. And particularly knocking Cena out of the ring. That was the big deal. Because Cena, great, great guy. He's no Nakamura because Shinsuke is just... John Cena, by the way, being (laughs) another wrestler I know and my dream casting for Rennie Renwick if The Rock ever gets to play. He said that before. Yes. Yes. Uh, Interesting note, though. John Cena is the first wrestler in an Academy Award nominated movie for something other than effects. He was the voice Third of Ferdinand. Ferdinand got nominated. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Trivia question. <laughs> I need. I need another drink. All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, and that has been your wrestling minute. That is. Wait. Great. No holds barred wasn't nominated. Uh, no. No. It no. was blacklist. Long story. Can't get into it. It won seventeen Golden Globes, so so it's fine. It, oh. <laughs> uh, thank God for the European press. Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so let us get into uh, the top story has already been that we are episode 500, and again, thank you. But we're going to get into comic stuff, and I'm really actually uh, kind of really excited that you are here, Steve Mix. Steve Mix, yes. You, uh, you may um, not be as excited as you looked when I said, hey, Steve, we're going to talk comics. Uh, this week, one of, the, one of the biggest stories has been that there is now a comics gate, the evolution of Gamergate. Yeah. And um, yeah, look. Sometimes we got to be honest. What's the and, okay, opposite of evolution? So my goal today is so on. Uh, this began. Let me give a little history. That I guess the official birth of it is that uh, about a year ago there were editors from Marvel uh, at Flow. Oh, why am I blanking on her last? At Flow Stein, Steinberg yeah. from the early Marvel bull, bullpen. Mm, yeah, she passed away actually so about six oh, months yeah, ago, yeah. right after Comic Con. So there was a big memorial service, and the female editors from Marvel went, all went out afterwards and got a milkshake, and they had, like, hashtag milkshake for flow. And so people that I guess now we would say have gone into sort of the alt-right uh, started saying, you are not fans, you wannabes, and so forth, not even paying attention 
that this was they had just attended a memorial service for one of the founders of the Marvel bullpen who was a woman and by all, by many accounts the glue that held it all together yeah um so there had become this big moment of solidarity in the comics industry with, with hashtag Make Mine Marvel, uh, Make Mine Milkshake. And uh, this last Friday, uh, they, I know they've taken, th- taken creators on online, uh, this group, and said, like, you know, you're being too political. There's this thing you hear. They, uh, you know, why can't comics be political? Because, you know, Captain America was not created at all as a political statement. <laughs> no, he didn't punch uh, Nazis. The shield? <laughs> no, it was just about making sure everyone was safe. Uh, and, and Superman, when he took on, say, was that a, a domestic abuser in his very first story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah. wasn't really political. That was more just, for God's sake, be oh, a good this person. Is a, this is a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Jack Kirby, uh, who we're going to be talking about a little bit later with Black Panther. I mean, Black Panther was a pretty bold statement. And awesome. But oh, not, yeah. uh, and awesome, but not political at all. Well, uh, and, and look at Black Lightning. Black Lightning's origin story was Horrible at first, and they canceled it. Fired the writer, and then and okay, they made no, him into I one of the coolest no, no, that wasn't Black ever. Lightning. Was that was a character named Black, Black Bomber. Bomber. Black oh. Bomber. Black That's Bomber. No, Black Bolt was never canceled. He just, <laughs> no, his TV show was. So, but uh, <laughs> actually, his magazine's going strong right his now. His magazine's yeah. going absolutely strong. But anyway, last week they published on Friday a list of. Uh, a blacklist. Weren't you leading up to a question for Steve? I, I am. I'm going <laughs> to okay. discuss. I'm giving the history. This is a hell of a windup. I do that. Uh, there's a blacklist of creators and press in the comics that you should boycott because they're too political. And I'm very including. And they called it the Pravda Press. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hashtag, hashtag Pravda Press. I was very very upset to discover my own insignificance. Because we are not on that list. <laughs> so our goal today... We're going to try hard. And I'm counting on you, Steve Mix, and Nate Costa, and probably Chris Garcia. Who should I say? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're our, you know, our, yes. our, our Lat- Latinx member. Thank you. I don't know how to say that. I don't actually either. <laughs> so, uh, but to say, we want to be on this blacklist, dang it. Clearly, I've been too nice. Yeah, so I'm ready for it. So, Steve, <laughs> I know that you've been... Actually, and I think Chris has too a little bit. You've been involved in a bit of the contretemps, uh, and I don't want to tie it into later events. Contretemps? Yes. yes. Uh, that have been going on with, with the alt-right, the idea of political correctness. You've, you've taken some people on, online. Yeah, a few people. I, I don't want to say their names because that gives them I know, way I, too I, much I don't want. I don't want to. I just want your, yeah. your weighing in and your, oh, yeah. your no, wisdom. I, was, I, I have been engaged with uh, Gamergate in particular, uh, from pretty much the beginning, and uh, this, by the way, sickens me quite thoroughly because um, I'm just catching up. I want to read actually one of the tweets. Um, All right, a yes. dramatic reading from uh, Chris Garcia. This is from Yellow Flash Guy, um, whose logo is actually a thing from one of those other shows. By the way, does he realize that the Yellow Flash is the evil one? I yes. know. <laughs> yes. that, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, here is an updated list. More names are being added. Do not buy any comics from these people. The only way to fix this industry is to get the cancer out. Hashtag ComicsGate. This is the same freaking guy who was complaining about blacklisting and no platforming from, from the comics industry towards li- right-leaning com- comics creators. Oh, okay. 
And so, you know, this is this is the type of garbage we're dealing with. This massive idea that everyone is trying to keep everyone out. So now let's everyone try to keep everyone but, out. But let's talk about the hypocrisy. And uh, they, they claim that all these political themes have infested their comics. Meanwhile, they go and make an alt-right comic uh, that has, like, a Confederate totally flag on the, on the face of the woman. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, if you don't want politics in it, don't make a political comic. Well, and then they said, you know, vote with your dollars, which I think is true. Some yeah. of the creators that they have blacklisted, uh, Mark Wade, yeah, who is, is great writer, Gail Simone, you know, we, we love Gail, uh, Jamal Eigel, who uh, really? was just, yeah, uh, who is an artist on, by the way, a book you should be buying. People who throw away better Black. pages than they publish. Uh, I didn't see Tony Isabella, who's the creator of Black Lightning and currently writing a really good reboot yeah. uh, in, in, at DC, but I'm surprised his name wasn't there. Uh, you know, so it, it is, it's really, it is just creators of color uh, and, and writers and artists, who creators who are also, you know, just aware of, this is America, this is where we live, the, yeah. the, let's talk about realities. It's, it's sad, but you know I what the truth is? Notice. Oh, go ahead, Nate. Go ahead, Nate. On the list. Are some of the better writers in the industry? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Gail Simone. My yeah. God. Mark Wade. There are a lot of Eisner winners in there. Yeah. Well, um. So the thing about these blacklists is they they work so well. I mean, we had what the tour <laughs> blacklist. <laughs> I, I'm so glad tour is gone. I mean, I can't go and pick up a Brandon Sanderson book whenever I want. Right. Cross out blacklist and <laughs> write shopping list. Yeah. I was oh. just gonna say yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Eisner so lit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And thus, I have officially killed the phrase, so lit. I'm sorry. It, there you go. CW doesn't know what to do now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Goal achieved. Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, we're standing firm. And uh, I already have books from Gail Simone and, and uh, Mark Wade and, and, uh, and Jamal Igle. Uh, you know, there's all these people complaining about lack of you know, things for, uh, uh, for children. And Jamal had created this great book called Molly Danger from Action, Lib, oh, Action Lab. For kids, yeah, uh, yeah, that's small really? Igel. So you know, pick that up. Great book, yeah. And you know, it's all there. And he's a creator who creates diverse characters, as Mark Wade does and Gail mm-hmm. Simone does. Yeah. And I'm sorry they don't remember the rest, but I've I've had a Zorlac. They're just so good people. <laughs> good people yeah. being punished by bad people. Yeah. Uh, and well, I mean, well, how effective is the punishment? Not but much. I just want to call attention. Not much. Go to your local comic shop and pick up something by these people as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And again, say, you know, we want Fanboy Planet to be on the Pravda, uh, what they call <laughs> yeah, this. Please uh, vote for us on the Pravda It's list. my goal, the Pravda Press. I yeah, totally the want Pravda to. Pravda Press. Uh, so yeah. that's my goal. Uh, I have to acknowledge the passing uh, of an era happened in August and nobody noticed. Yeah. Should I, should I oh, insert I this, the sound of a, a wire comic book stand I don't think turning you want to. at this point? I don't point? think you want uh, yeah. to. Is but someone just noticed yep. that, because uh, you commented, it was funny, yeah, it, yeah that uh, the DC stopped publishing newsstand comics back in August, and that's how little impact there was <laughs> I just saw Linda Wenzelberger go Poof, almost a linguistic cord dog shot through her nose uh, that yeah the, like I don't know where the newsstands were I guess they were counting like Barnes and Noble I think they're yeah. on a street in New York actually I, I've seen a few in Los yeah. Angeles still okay. so uh, they stopped publishing in August and, and the comment was uh, our friend Keith Champagne who's a supporter of Fanboy Planet early on Keith wrote the last Superman Man. comic book to be published yep. for a newsstand nice yeah. Nice. And 
I mean this sincerely, but it sounds odd to say. It's a great couldn't epitaph. Have ha- couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> yeah. Keith made history, but it's still kind of weird to say that. Yes, you killed Superman on the newsstand. That's, uh, that's not true. I don't know. That coincidence is not cause no, 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 The greatest no. version of Clue ever. <laughs> There's a, there, I, I'm just picturing Superman you know, on the, the newsstand with kryptonite. Freddie Freeman with his crutch going, what? <laughs> uh, you know, so anyway, but here's the question. So they had, they were publishing like it was two, hold the line at two ninety nine, <laughs> but if you bought them at Barnes, Barnes and Noble, they were three ninety nine anyway. Yeah. yeah. So the industry sort of killed because Marvel apparently hasn't published newsstand comics for years, for, like since two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 Steve, can we talk about? There's absolutely projects? nobody disturbed in the audience uh, about no, this. No one. <laughs> nobody. See, it, it's it's that whole th- those folks that we've been dealing with. Then don't that uh, we we don't want to put that we, out there. We just do yet. hope that you will come back and make an announcement. Yeah, I know that's will. a tease for audiences yes, listening we'll on Steve their own on devices. In the future. We will. But uh, to talk about comics because yes. Steve is really boning up on his comics for yes, the yes, yes. project. So uh, let's let's turn to before we do that. You uh, have some other comic stories? Yeah, I think just as long as we're in comics, we should remind everybody that. You're probably, if you were listening to us, you're probably not running right out there to watch the Olympics, but you should be because curling. The Olympics. That is not why. <laughs> Although that's the only thing I watch. <laughs> did you see that curling with cats video? That was I awesome. did watch that. <laughs> so uh, there are curling two, at least two. I, I was looking. I was trying to find out if there's anybody else, but they've. There are at least two ski outfits based on Marvel yes. characters that are making their appearance at the Olympics. One is Captain America, which looks awesome. It does. And the other one is Captain Marvel, the, the Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel version. And, and the comics gate people's heads just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. But I'm, I'm, wow. think, I'm thinking about people from all over Europe. They're going, look, it's the first Avenger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So and anyway. who is the other one? In joke, <laughs> they don't know. In joke. Uh, so yeah. So by the way, you do want yeah. to tune in and and see if you can spot those. If you go on Twitter right now, you can see people are shooting these things all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt Fraction, who uh, I know, Steve, you're gonna have to be my brain on this. You're gonna be the Zorlak because oh, you haven't had anything. I, I, uh, the uh, Matt Steve Fraction's, is the only one. Who's Matt not Fraction's uh, domestic partner, significant other, who created. Oh. Uh, who did the Captain Marvel revamp and created the Carol Corps. Uh, Damn it. it uh, Kelly Sue uh, I know it. Kelly, uh, yes, there Kelly Sue DeConnick. You yes. forgot Nate's online, too. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nate. Yes. I'm she's sorry, on the she's just list, not there. The yeah, she's on the blacklist. So, again, this is two characters. The, uh, the U.S. Olympic team is uniformed like two characters from creators that are on the blacklist. Specifically, you want to look for Lindsay Vaughn. Vaughn. Yep. And Michaela Schifrin. Schifrin? Schifrin? You're looking at me as if I know. S-H-I-F-F-R-I-N. Yeah, Schifrin. Schifrin. Like Lalo Schifrin. Yeah. Right. And the, oh, I know that one. <laughs> the designer on these The designer on these is, is named Spider, S-P-Y-D-E-R, which sounds awesome. So Excellent. Yeah. But not Spider-Man. No, not no, Spider. Spider-Robinson. Spider, or Spider-Company. Or to make the, the, uh, gay, uh, the comics gay people upset, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, yes. Spider-Man. Okay, so anyway, let's turn to what's in the bag then, shall we? We should go to what's hmm. in the bag. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Oh, I missed him. Hey. So what's what's first on your on your first on my week? list? Just to make sure I get it on my list. And by the way, for those in the audience, no, did I? Probably, this is, I told you you could have this one. 
right? So uh, I'll go to another one. I think so. You I'm want gonna, that one? I, I okay. want to explain to the listening audience, the, uh, to those here at Seven Stars Bar and Grill, every week we do, uh, and we this should. is what we get the most email on, is recommendations uh, for what we bought at the shop this week and what you should uh, you should pick up yourself. Okay. Right. So my More first book, my first book, which I'm going to take a little leniency because I gave you my first book, uh, is Was the end. No, no, I gave you that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the end of the end, quote, air quotes, of the um, Phoenix Resurrection series, which actually doesn't end in Phoenix Resurrection. It ends in Jean Grey. (laughs) Okay. Which... which, As it should. As it should, but again, one of the most weird ways to end the Phoenix saga with the Phoenix bird explaining that it wasn't really trying to get the young brought forward in time Phoenix but I it was trying to get her out of the way said, the Phoenix bird the Phoenix force <laughs> the Phoenix force the Phoenix force it's, it's a bird talking to her through most of the book it's like it's is not it fiery? All, it's not all threatening it's like this fiery bird that's just like well I didn't know <laughs> I, I, I was looking for the old I didn't mean to eat a planet <laughs> But what's, this is awkward. <laughs> it is awkward. So, but what's interesting about this is that recently Marvel tried to get trademark the name Jean Grey, and it's not un, un, unprecedented. But they were denied the name Jean Grey as a trademark because there are children with that name. Because uh, you know, the parents don't want them to own the children. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are plenty of names that are trademarked as corporate images. Yeah. So anyway, oh, Kent, for example, um, it's it's noteworthy that Marvel has done eleven issues of a comic named Jean Grey, and then is going at the same time trying to push forward this litigation. Well, because you know or, they're getting the rights to the character back in movies, and right? That's right, where right, the yeah. filthy lucre so, is. So, so the uh, they didn't get a trademark on the first try. They they have they have resubmitted it with additional requested information about it. If you want if you want a little giggle about it, look this up and read the specifics of the case. It's kind of funny. So, that's my first book, Jean Grey. All right. My, number number 11. My first book this week is a special if you are, are worried about getting into comics because you're in the middle of a story. Uh, DC Comics is doing a fantastic job of doing holiday themed specials. And after mm-hmm. Halloween... Actually, Waiting for the Easter books to come uh, out. It'll be interesting. It's all just Superman. The death of Superman <laughs> right, right. over <laughs> and over <laughs> and over. 80 and pages! I think, I think they're going to bring back... Uh, Bring back Brother Power the Geek too. No Resurrection Man. That's who it should be. <laughs> oh, Resurrection Man, which That'd was a good. great series. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they create for uh, Valentine's Day, Young Monsters in Love, a romance book with uh, Swamp Thing and uh, Frankenstein and Lady Frankenstein uh, on on the cover, and all their uh, all their horror characters. Well, many of their horror characters, I should say, are in here. Uh, including, there's a very touching story with Dead Man, a uh, very touching story in which the son of Superman uh, encounters Solomon Grundy for the first time and learns that things are not exactly as they seem. Solomon Grundy does like a like a a, a, a special episode. No, I didn't. no it's really, tonight on a very special no, episode really, of Solomon Grundy. These are really beautiful and a really, you know. I like that they're taking risks. It opens with a man bat story by Kelly Jones. Oh, and wow! It's, I totally really? missed that book. It's uh, yeah, you should pick this up. So this is fun. Uh, it is a little pricey. It's nine ninety nine, but it's like eighty pages. It's an old eighty page giant, and this is the way. Uh, Are there any reprints in there? Nope, all new? all of them new. All so new. Cool. absolutely recommend this book, Young Monsters in Love. Excellent. My second book 
is Infinity Countdown number one, Adam Warlock, which I'm assuming that Infinity Countdown is going forward with different subtitles. This is, uh, we have we have of late gushed so much about Al- Michael Alred's work. Yes. And, you know, Alred has been fabulous on the super so on the silver surfer the super surfer yes the silver surfer um and when i i looked at this and it's got a cover uh that doesn't at all look like i'm not sure who did duggan maybe did the uh, adam warlock uh, cover but inside it's alred and i was like alred on alred on on adam warlock i, I can see it though i don't know but it does mm. it works so good look i just have to shout out man alred drew the book of mormon and it made sense <laughs> he didn't finish it because nobody bought it. That's, that's the that's, golden plates. That's got to be a first for the Book of Mormon. Ooh. Ooh. No, 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 no. Oh, Snape! I will get on Comics Gate's bad list, but to heck with you. Okay, um, straight to hell. Anyway, this this straight to Mormon hell. Uh, this there this is, is no is such called thing. Utah. It is a, it is a war, It's a wonderful book. <laughs> Both of you down. It has it has a, a mini origin and, and back history for Warlock, and uh, it's just it's just a nice introduction to the to the whole cosmic uh, essence of Infinity. Uh, highly recommend this book, um, and it's a standard uh, four ninety nine now for Marvel. <laughs> that hurts so bad. Okay, well I'm going to knock it down to three ninety nine. There you go for a crossover that, as always, when Archie is involved. They should not make sense, but they do. They, they work very well. Uh, Archie and DC are together for Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica. Nice. Uh, in which a spell goes awry. Well, uh, the, this is issue number five. Which one of them is a spellcaster? No, so the, the setup was that Hiram Lodge is going to uh, redevelop uh, marshland outside of Riverdale, which nice. upsets okay. Poison this, Ivy. This can't go well. So she, so I, uh, Harley and Ivy go to Riverdale, <laughs> and okay. it happens to be the night of a costume dance at Riverdale High, <laughs> in which Betty and Veronica go as dressed as Harley, Harley and, and Ivy. Ivy. Yeah, it writes and itself from this point. Sabrina, no, it gets better. Sabrina uh, accidentally casts a spell in which they switch bodies. So Betty and Veronica are trapped in heart. No, that wasn't for you. It was for Linda. She wanted to see. Uh, Harley and Ivy are trapped in Betty and Veronica's bodies, and Betty and Veronica are trapped in Harley and Ivy's bodies. Very nice. Archie's a very confused person no, no, at this no. point. And, <laughs> and Reggie went to the dance dressed as the Joker, got nice. hit on the head, wow. and wakes up thinking he's the Joker. So Is this all one issue? No, 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 no. This is the mini. This oh, is the this setup. Is. No, that's the setup in the first issue. So I'm just saying. How many issues is this thing going to be? So far, it's probably going to be six. But I recommend this book because just like my beloved uh, Batten Lash's take on yes. The Punisher meets Archie. Sure. Yes. This, again, has no right to exist. There's no way to communicate the body language. Well, can I say the audience <laughs> is the body language right killing it here? It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. The only crossover that didn't really work for me was uh, Archie meets the Predator. No, I like that. Well, I was a little bloody for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, also, Archie at Howard's end was a little boring. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, that's on my list. Next up on yours. Archie at Howard's end. <laughs> he one, matriculated. One tree creek. Um, so, uh, it is a launch. So, um, my, my, my next book is actually one that I missed last week, but it, 
it's it's one that I read out of order with uh, Dark Knight Metal number five, mm-hmm. which. So I'm I'm going to jump back because it's a special a special podcast. You recommended that one, but do I did it again. It's five hundred. I didn't recommend this one. Yes, you did. No, I did not. A month ago. No, I did not. You did, sir. But Batman, do it again. Batman Lost, a tie-in with Metal, and this is this is a encapsulated story within the Metal universe, which starts with an old Bruce Wayne, leads into uh, Batman. The next episode of Batman the Metal, and the the idea that. Bruce is telling all these stories about the Batman to his granddaughter, who isn't quite his granddaughter. Lovely book. Uh, again, Dark Knight's number one, Batman Lost. While I am torn on Dark Knight's metal, some issues have been great. I just want 2017 slash into 2018, because we're still yes. only early February. Some of the best Batman stories have been happening, and some of them. The reason why I like this one is because it's happening within Batman. That that is that story is just entirely in, in, in it's independent of anything else, and it's it's a lovely Batman story. So do I get this? You get that one. I, I gave that one to one. you. Okay, my present to you. My last my last recommendation is the Swamp Thing Winter Special, which uh, it's also an eighty page giant for only seven ninety. That is the recommendation for the week. I think this is the best book of the week, and uh, it is a opens with a Swamp Thing story by Tom King and uh, Jason Fabok is the artist and the cover artist, uh, which is really just by itself. It's worth it buying defi- a whole issue it, for. it defies. Descri- I mean, it sort of descri- defies description. It is a very appropriate, wintry, Swamp Thing story. But why this book is historic, and truly historic, and I, I is that uh, a few months ago we lost the creator of Swamp Thing, Len Both Wein. the creators. Both the creators. But, uh, yeah, he is Bernie, now an orphan. Bernie, had, uh, Bernie had passed away last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Len passed away shortly after Comic-Con uh, this year. Len Wein, who created Swamp Thing and also Wolverine for the Marvel Zombies. Uh, and he had done last year for DC a six-issue miniseries kind of bringing Swamp Thing forward. And, and a writer who managed to match whatever the styles were. Uh, again, cannot stress the, uh, the, the historic impact of him as a writer. Not only smart enough to cre- or cre- clever enough to create Swamp Thing... But to know when he revived it in the 80s as an editor to bring in Alan Moore uh, to redefine Swamp Thing. And then he picked it back up here in 2017 to kind of work with that and what had been done to put Swamp Thing into whatever latest version of DC had been done. This is his last story. And he passed away before he could actually dialogue it. So the backup is what would have been the first issue of a new ongoing Swamp Thing with art by Kelly Jones, completely undialogued. And after the 22 or so pages of art, which are fantastic because Kelly Jones is amazing and the only artist who could pick up from Bernie Wrightson, uh, then they actually give, uh, they reprint the pages of the script that Len Wein sent to uh, to Bernie, to Kelly Jones to draw. And this is, if you want to know how to do comics, or if you just love that kind of behind the scenes, it's valuable from that. But again, to watch and to, to see the last work of a legend. If you were going to use one word to describe this whole book, it's poetic. The Absolutely. The, the, the power first, of what comics can well, do. Well, the first story is, is an amazing short 
form of a story, regardless whether it's Swamp Thing or anything else, because it doesn't really have an ending, a beginning. It doesn't really have an ending, and there's it's so open to interpretation. Then, yes. then you have the wordless story by by Jones interpreting what Ween had written, and that itself is just beautiful because it all it works without any any dialogue and with a new angle on Solomon Grundy. Yes, that yes. I have never seen another writer pick up. A longtime villain from but the. But then you 40s. get involved in this the the Ween the Ween script. That is him talking to the artist. It's his direction as to where his heart sees this story going, which you would never see otherwise. You just see the dialogue that eventually they worked out against the art. But it's just, it's a magnificent book that I recommend even people who don't regularly buy Swamp Thing, just buy this book because you want to see the whole creative process in one volume. Yeah, and let me actually read a quote from the back that explains why... uh when Len tackled Swamp Thing as the writer was amazing. Um, I'm always kind of amazed that I created Swamp Thing and I'm thrilled that audience have loved him as much as I have. And Len, an amazing human being, but... Absolutely, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, I know. Me too. I I choked up. I choked up multiple times when reading this book. You know, and again, I I, if you go back to it, there's at least one uh, fanboy planet. I don't know if we use it as a podcast or it's just a bonus because I've been hosting the pro fan trivia contest at Comic Con, in which Len was the captain of the pros for years, uh, for probably the entire run. So if I if things work out this summer, the pro fan trivia contest will be questions exclusively about Len's work. Wow. Which in the 23 or 24 years of the Profan Trivia Contest, Len himself only correctly answered five questions. That's awesome. <laughs> about his own work. Yeah, so. and he was a regular on the match game when we were down in L.A. Yes. Oh, and uh, I got game shows. Yeah, I got to sit next to him and get very dirty on match game after dark one night. I envy you so much for that. <laughs> I loved working with him on the, those trivia mm-hmm. contests. But by the way, let's preview Bacon. If, if, if we get this scheduled, there will mm-hmm. be just an hour panel of Chris Garcia and I dropping names about people we claim we know. <laughs> the name-dropping panel. Big. So that's uh, what's in the bag. That's what's that's in the bag. bag. So now we're going to go to movies, and we do welcome another guest rotating in. Uh, a James Bond fan, but I don't think we're going to talk about James Bond today. I'm that's really sorry. That's entirely fine. But we're th- we love having you on the podcast anytime you can make it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sal Pizarro. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You know, I, could, I couldn't miss your 500. Podcast. We I are so touched. glad to have I you I am here. honored. I ran into to Sal in the street. He chose not to sue me <laughs> earlier this week, and uh, he wasn't sure he was going to make it, so I, I am really touched that you could come I'm, and, and I'm join us. I'm thrilled I could be here, and I, you know, I always find a way to jam in James Bond. Nice. That's true. So here we go. <laughs> Ready? His name's Solo. Han Solo. Last week on the podcast, we talked about, uh, we, we podcasted after the uh, Super Bowl, so we only saw the 30 seconds Let's Not Show Alden Ehrenreich Too Much yeah. uh, teaser trailer. And Carefully then, placed sa- shadows. And mm-hmm. then the next day they showed more of him. They gave it. So we have seen now a full trailer for Solo. And nobody wants to say anything. Hey, I think what we're all thinking awesome. is it doesn't look like it's going to suck. And that's the most important thing. That is true. But there's a strange irony, as people have noted, is it looks like it's funny, uh, maybe just a little bit, and that's why the, the original directors were fired, because they were making it too funny, and now, and now it's too fun. Now, now, it now looks it's funny. Now it looks funny, and it now might be the right funny. amount of funny. So, yes. 
Uh, so yes, we've now seen that. Uh, you know, thoughts. Now we've seen Alden Ehrenreich say a couple lines or heard a cu- him say a couple lines as Han Solo. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. You know, I'm getting used to it. Um, you know, I, I showed it to my son Alex, who's a big Star Wars fan, six years old, and and I said it's Han Solo, and he says, "Oh," and he says, "No, <laughs> it's not Han Solo. <laughs> You've lost the six-year-olds. It's over." <laughs> Yeah, game over. Okay, so there is other Star Wars news, though, and I don't know how I feel about this because some people believe that they are killing the Golden Sarlacc with as much as they can. <laughs> that might have been not the best animal. No, but, uh, not a good choice. <laughs> okay, they're killing. Disney's killing the Golden Porg. How I about was that? Pour, uh, you know, no, uh, any of those to they're, kill. They're know, baking be, the Golden Porg. Because pork. no one wants to think about dead Porgs. Hold on. So sit tasty. On no, don't do it. Don't do <laughs> tasty. it. Oh, they are delicious. Tasty, tasty uh, pork. They are. Um, Lucasfilm announced this week that uh, we already know that Ryan Johnson's been hired to develop a, the trilogy after we finish episode nine. They announced they're working on yet another trilogy. No. Okay. Oh, I heard a no. Who, who <laughs> act- <laughs> unconsciously said that? Now, let me see. Now, the audience is playing. Wait, wait, wait. Now how much would you pay? <laughs> we are guaranteed at least six more films, considered two trilogies, unconnected to the Skywalker saga. They're all Ewok-based. Yes! We are! Mm. The Wicked W. Warwick Chronicles. Yes. <laughs> I am struggling against an aneurysm now. Uh, no. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have been hired to develop another trilogy. If those names sound familiar, they are the showrunners of Game of Thrones. So it's going to be nudity with a chance of Ewoks. They'll be White Walkers. (laughs) (laughs) White Walkers on uh, Hoth. You're finally going to get that Stormtrooper zombie novel. Exactly. I love that. Uh, No, so it's kind of interesting because with them, it seems like you're taking... It's almost... I don't mean to limit them as creators because obviously they're not limited as creators but what they're known for is more mature adult stuff and so I think that's almost like Lucasfilm slash Disney is trying to take it into something a lot more weighty and of course (laughs) if you didn't like Last Jedi I don't think that's going to work well wasn't Benioff also involved in was it Buffy was one of the uh he might have he been. He worked with Whedon. I know he did on well, something. Well, then, you know, that's okay. But, I, yeah, all right. Yeah. But I don't, even Buffy, I don't think of as being, like, the family-friendly thing, which people claim they want Star Wars to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I don't know. I, anyway, yeah, yeah. so that's interesting news this week. We forgot to mention last week the thing that Hold excited us most was... Wait. What? Oh. Go ahead, Nate. Benioff this just was did- also involved in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And it all comes full circle. <laughs> so now, how do you feel, that, Derek? That, <laughs> that was my recreation of Darth Vader's first line yes. in the Revenge of the Sith. So, uh, yeah, and I looked just—it was as a bit labored, but not nearly labored enough. <laughs> he, he had his arm a little more stretched out. You, you, you know why? Because I'm a better actor than Hayden Christensen. No, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know who did that line. James it wasn't Earl Jones did it. I don't think James Earl Jones did he? Oh, I'm not as good an actor as James Earl Jones. Well, we knew that. Not now. <laughs> no, not now. <laughs> Big reveal. Well, take away my Golden Globe. Uh, so, anyway, we forgot to mention last week that uh, Sam Raimi has been announced oh. uh, as yeah. 
the director of oh Steve Steve Mix just sat up in the back. He got visibly <laughs> taller. I saw two inches. It's like the Grinch of His How head- Is End Two. Yes. Uh, no, he's actually going to direct the King. The, I assume. Uh, let's call it all three of an as yet to be named third book, the King Killer Chronicles, uh, uh, a, a series that is undoubtedly going to be renamed Name of the Wind. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. In keeping with the success of Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones. Uh, the Name of the Wind. At least he's committed to the Name of the Wind okay. with a script, and a producer is Lin Manuel Miranda. So uh, there's also still talk kind about of a doing guy. a tie-in yeah. television that hack uh, tie-in television series that would kind of take. Fill in the guys because having read at least the name of the wind again, refusing to be- to read the wise man's fear. Me too. Until book three is announced or the, or the little book. No, wise man's fear is way better. I understand. Don't say that it's to me. No, no, no. <laughs> and and wise man fear introduces a board gaming component That's, into it. Yes, and I'm I'm anxious to read it just for that. You do I, know my you do know my Pat Rothfuss story. Uh, I just know that the comic book legal defense fund called me Pat Rothfuss last year. <laughs> we were guests of honor at Conquest together, and I was standing with him talking in the dealer's room. And someone comes up and asks me to sign his book <laughs> nice. with Pat standing next to me. Nice. And Pat. So says, again, this is a preview of the Baycon <laughs> panel in which Chris and I wore about uh, yes, name dropping. You, you will know I have passed by the names I leave in my wake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you Pat may call said, me both. Go ahead and sign it. So I signed it. To my best friend, Pat Rothfuss, <laughs> and I misspelled Rothfuss. <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, also a rumor that has cropped up this week is uh, Joaquin Phoenix may be in talks to. Uh, I thought he was dead. No, he's not. Uh, to portray that was, that was rain or and river, river, water, river. river. Ah, that's oh. right. Wait, isn't he from Weezer? No. <laughs> I'm stroking him now. Uh, so Time for Chris's medication. Well, it's to prevent my stroke. Uh, so, uh, no, he's in talks to portray an iconic DC villain. We have is it the penguin? Could it be the penguin? No. Uh, a, a project that I'm, I'm still not sure Granny that I goodness. want to have happen, though that would be interesting, it would be. Uh, is that uh, Warner Brothers is, has greenlit, or at least so far, a solo Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips and produced by Martin Scorsese, and Joaquin Phoenix is now the front runner to portray the Joker. Yeah, he's. I totally see him as more of the Scarecrow, but I could. He's s- too short. Uh, yeah, true. I could see him pulling off the Joker. The only problem I have is how is anyone going to direct that film and make it not. A complete and total celebration of the sociopath performance enhancing uh, drugs. They're not. It's called you know. It's like yeah. the Godfather or like. I mean, but thinking, even the Godfather, there was a humanity to it. Well, there's a graphic novel. Uh, Brian Azzarello and uh, oh, and I'm blanking, but I think Mick Gray inked it. I can't remember the, the oh. pencil. Oh, you're uh, thinking of oh. Eduardo Riso. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go with it because it's Have another show. Zorlac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have another Zorlac. No, I can't. I must go home after this. But uh, You know, the best thing about the Zorlac is the marinated uh, orange slice. I was going to say the best thing is the little plastic sword, but well, that's just yes. me. All right. Um, and a quick, no, let's not have a sword Art fight here on the air. Uh, what? Libra Mayo? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, great, great artist. Okay, and it is a great graphic novel. Uh, so I think that that's what they're going to pull from. So it's going to be, you know, it's basically the, if they do it that way, it's the Joker going through uh, the underworld of Gotham. Okay. I but get- sort of telling is uh, somebody has suggested online. I think we talked about it in the podcast. I don't remember who posted it, but if they did, if they really wanted to do the Joker right the origin story of the Joker, they would just have henchmen talking about what they think the Joker's origin was and tell well, like, like the Batman, Batman story. Batman, or, yeah, yeah, like the, the animated, animated series legend of the, yeah. of, of the Dark Knight. But so. this isn't the Margot Robbie uh, uh, Harley and Joker script. No, 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 because that might still be happening. Nobody knows. Because okay. it's sort of like that South Park making fun of Family Guy episode. Yes. <laughs> the Warner Brothers development studio is a tank full of manatees with, <laughs> with characters written on beach balls, and they just nudge them in. <laughs> so, and that's the movie they do next. Or you, maybe you do have, paint. You do paint a very interesting visual image. Uh, yeah. No, it's a South Park episode. Or, like or maybe it's old ladies playing bingo instead of numbers. It's DC <laughs> characters. I don't know. Like and the next one, Metamorpho. My <laughs> uncle. Oh, bingo. Come on. My uncle. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, she showed up. Oh, I'm on sorry. Sunday. We were playing all corners. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's my uncle's in okay. of tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 yeah she was. So there you go. Uh, and of course, this week we would be remiss if we did not mention that this week, uh, and further ticking off the Comics Gate people, yes, uh, Black Panther opens. We have to still say officially Friday, even though Thursday, Thursday night is Thursday when everybody's going to see it. Uh, and as I said, hip hop is officially Very dead early because Friday I bought an album. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought the Black Panther soundtrack. I haven't listened to it too much because I couldn't afford to get pumped up too much, you know. But um, you did strange things to their statistics. But as people have said, is that it's uh, you know it's the first time that a Marvel movie has shown up on the cover of Time magazine. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and this is an incredible uh, cultural event mm-hmm. and impact. It's. Uh, as we said, are, are, are we on top to, of it, it looks like a good movie. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it looks okay. If it doesn't uh, win best <laughs> costumes, uh, it's going to take something. Oh more no, and let me yeah, and yeah. let me steal the joke. You know, this is a largely African American cast or or uh, you know black cast with really, as far as we can tell, only two: Andy Circus and Martin Freeman. They're the Tolkien white people because yeah. they're both in the oh the Tolkien. Uh, oh. You know, so uh, that's it. I had to I had to steal that pun. I was not the first one to do it. I know you weren't, and yet I'm still sickened. You yeah. won't be the last. But you know, I you know I, I haven't seen a preview, but uh, but the word is that this is a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic film, and as I say, just an, an impact. We are watching another game changer hit Hollywood and hit the industry. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm super excited. Well, but we saw this with Wonder Woman, and that Wonder Woman was a great movie last year. Yeah. But people, you know, it's a game changer. Oh, this is going to change the way that they're approaching female-driven projects, the way they're approaching uh, diverse projects in, in in comic book movies. And I don't know that we've seen that shift unless a Black Panther's part of that. Mm-hmm. No, so Black I don't know how much of the game it's going to well, change. Well, no, no, Black Panther is the the forefront. Yeah. Because, you know, there's always been, you know, for lack of a better analysis, there's always been black exploitation. You know, yes. there's always been kind of, it's been a genre the of. The white film. guy's mansplaining the black exploitation. He is. It. Well, I'm saying it to sell <laughs> to Sorrow. It's fine. <laughs> like, like, and Rick suddenly goes, Yes, I'm yes. with you, Sal. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the only guy whiter in the room than me. Right no, now. no, 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 no. I get sun every day. I know. I'm sorry. Chris is whiter than but me. But no, thank I, you. I, I certainly get you. The Hispanic uh, guy is whiter <laughs> than you. So anyway, I know I'm, I'm saying for the back is to say there's always been a genre. And, it, and, and you're right. It's always been. But I, Hollywood is a little bit slow. Things have to take time to go into production. So you're getting Red Sparrow. Uh, True. I, is it Sony that's ripping off uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Marvel by doing uh, Black yes. Widow before they can by calling it Red <laughs> Sparrow? So it's happening. You know, Marvel's doing a Captain, Captain Marvel movie. And there are probably a lot of political behind-the-scenes reasons why we had to wait so long for a Captain Marvel movie. But uh, I think this will be the change because Hollywood also goes wherever the money is. This mm. sold out in its opening weekend faster yes. than any movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, in advance sales on Fandango and whatever else yeah. systems there are. Uh, I'm sure they're adding. I'm sure if you mm-hmm. go to a theater this weekend, your local multiplex, your 20plex, will have 20 screens showing Black <laughs> Panther. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and one early Did morning screening of IMAX. Coco. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> well, it's, it's what not. And I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts that was talking about how it is not going to be the first weekend that defines how they go forward. No, 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 it's that going is to be true. the second weekend. That's mm-hmm. probably true. If the drop is lower than, I think they said 35%, you can guarantee you're going to get, one, there's the whole question of uh, if we get more Black Panther. Sequels. And two, if we get uh, additional, additional, particularly Luke Cage as a film. Which I would love. No, to I don't see. think you're going to see that. I, I think we will. I well, think we'll see Jessica Jones. Let's not first. go to the weeds on that because yeah. there's some reasons why they would. Yeah, no, no, no. But but uh, I would say you're already going to get more Black Panther oh, because yeah. it's very clear that Avengers: Infinity War, yes, right. true, really hinges upon Robert Downey Jr. is about to go off and become Doctor Doolittle. He's tired of being Iron <laughs> Man. It is. I know that's true, and uh, and that's his next franchise. It's the push me pull you armor. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> But Chadwick Boseman as as T'Challa yeah. uh, is going to take Marvel into Phase Four. There is no question. Wakanda yeah. is going to be it. Yeah, you know? you know what's not not political or earth moving or whatever is another movie that Marvel is doing, and that's Aquaman. Marvel's not Marvel's doing that. Doing Were you just trying? Marvel to... is not doing. Okay, Marvel oh. is not doing. Yes, okay. yes. It's Aquaman, where we learned this week we had we had a rumor during the summer that this was happening, but now we've got. Actually, from people you can you, I know what's coming. from people that you can <laughs> count on, which is the Warner Brothers marketing department. <laughs> oh, they released a toy. <laughs> the it Warner spoiled Brothers everything. Marketing department has cl- has declared that Jason Momoa will be donning the normal, the original, the actual Aquaman costume in the movie. That would be the gold. Chainmail top and the green tights. Well, you know what's interesting? Which will probably be chainmail. I know. I was kidding about the actor, but no, the Justice League toys did have him dressed like yes. that. Yeah, they're they're so pictures. Of, if you went of to Target, it's yeah. been out for months. Yeah. So but I'm excited. I'm terrifically yeah. happy. And I with would that. quote longtime Paul Levitz writer. Uh, sorry, longtime Aquaman writer Paul, Paul Levitz, Levitz to me at uh, Pro Fan Trivia Contest two years ago. Get a life uh, when I was excited <laughs> about the film. Uh, there's some smack talk, or maybe he said some you truth. and Jeff Johns. <laughs> uh, Did we already talk about the Black Panther posters while I was? No, off go ahead and talk about that because we we posted. All, I think almost all of them. I've been oh, uh, uh, on. There are these fan and Nate. Yeah, please do call out on Fanboy Planet. These fan made posters that are better than anything Marvel Hit Studios have. It's true, released. it's true. And you know this guy, so why don't you talk it up just a little bit? 
Oh, I kind of know them. Uh, however, so we can go to Fanboy Planet and look at all of them. Marvel and Regal Cinemas are releasing a special, if you come on the first day and watch an IMAX, you get this poster, that is a complete ripoff of all the posters he did. Wow. It's huh. got the Africa in the background with a Black Panther, you know, laid over the top. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but it looks horrific. It's like way lower quality. And he shared it and said, I guess they saw what I was doing. Well, because he uh, tagged them all. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but it's like they were like, oh, those are cool. Let's rush this out and copy his everything oh, he did but make it look yeah. way worse. They should have just licensed his work. I, you know, it, it reminds me of when uh, Peter Capaldi took over as Doctor Who when the opening titles were done by a fan and then they just, yeah, the BBC took it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, and Best titles ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to TV, and I and I apologize. It's been it's been really fun, but this is going to be this is, like encompasses almost everything we've talked about. So uh, Disney released some of its plans about their upcoming streaming service because soon yeah. we will just we will not be going to theaters. We will just sitting at home, just watching on our. We already are yeah. sitting at home and watching everything on our big screen TV. And Disney wants to get a piece of that pie, and uh, they're going to be releasing. They're going to be launching in 2019 their own home streaming service because you're probably already uh, subscribing to CBS All Access. Yes. Uh, well, I know some. I, it's I know a is, is it? Uh, it will be when the Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone comes. Uh, oh, that's true. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, so Disney's releasing they're going to launch their own service which they announced this week definitely will have a Marvel show that is exclusive to Disney streaming. They will have a Star Wars live action show exclusive to Disney streaming. And I just thought this interesting. The next uh, animated remake is going to their streaming service, which is a live-action Sword in the Stone. Which oh, I'd, uh, I'd, I will, I'd buy that. Which I will have to be better so than that. Charlie Hunnam's King Arthur. But, uh, yeah. you know, that, that, that's anything would be. But, yeah, I, what I'd love, and I haven't seen it default, is, is why not just take the full Once and Future King? I, would, I, I was just thinking that. Do, do it as a series. They're going to at some point. Oh, They've man. got to. No, it'd be, it'd be awesome. It'd yeah. be, uh, They've got to. It's time. Um, now, there is also the rumor that this is going to lead them to divest from ABC, which is a very interesting concept because, one, it could lead to NBC, ABC just going dark, or it could lead to a new player in the actual broadcast realm. Which is wondering if that will actually change the whole well, landscape. You know, we often talk about this being a time in history where it's all changing. Yeah. I, I think all broadcasts are going to go dark. I think we're just going to be. I don't know. I, I, although I got to say, I love catching Me TV and Get TV yeah. and whatever else is showing all the old old stuff. You know, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. I, it's very interesting. What Before we leave TV, though, we should talk about the, the Netflix latest offering. Which is Altered Carbon? Yes. Which is Richard K. Morgan's um, series. The Altered Carbon is just the first book. Have you read it? I have not read it. Actually. Okay, but have you watched it? Oh, I watched the first five minutes and was okay. like, I mean, I got to wait till I can sit down. It, it, it basically Chris just learned how to spell aesthetic. He doesn't okay. actually know how to read. <laughs> Sorry, my it's been a mistake. Sham all these years. I You're apologize. <laughs> this 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 movie is. I mean, this movie. It's a series yeah. on Netflix, and it's it's. I'm, I'm not sure how many episodes. Six or eight. 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 Um, it's just the first book in a series by Morgan, mm-hmm. and it's it's without going too far into it. It's it's all about identity, 
because your identity is now a piece of plastic between two vertebrae in your neck, mm-hmm. and it can be taken that's, out and that's put, like in, now. put into a new body. Um, and what that does to longevity, because you can essentially live forever if you have, have the money. money. Um, it's like it's now. A, and it's a wonderfully produced show. The 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 art and the production is flawless. It's like if you wanted to say, let's take a reasonable attitude towards Blade Runner and make it into a TV series mm-hmm. and you got this. This is th- I'm so excited about this. It is so beautiful. Series. It is on my list. I really want to watch it. Yeah. I it, mm-hmm. along with Philip K Dick's Electric Dreams. I mean, that was a show that I've been waiing for for years. Also phenomenal. To- I've watched the first episode of that. I was really blown yeah, away by chance to watch and that. And that one's getting star power on the episodes yes, it more is. than more than Black Mirror does. Well, because mm-hmm. Amazon uh, yes, really. Indeed, want to take indeed, a, indeed. You know, uh, so anyway, uh, we do have one last guest needs to come on. We yes. have we have to say goodbye oh, to Sal. I'm happy to rotate out for a new uh, guest. I enjoyed the we movie. Chris is so happy. You, no, no, Chris is a staple. No, Sal I'm has a staple. Sal has business around I'm putting town that on a business. That's right. I've always got to go places and he's be got places and to be Sal, and be seen. Well, I also have to Sal, finish a beer. Oh, you had a beer. You didn't have one of the fanboy plans. <laughs> I had, I did. I had the uh, the Zolak. What did you think of the Zorlak? Uh, the Zorlak. The Zorlak. Zorla. 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 Yeah, you had a Zorlak, all right. The Zorla. Uh, Very helpful. If you have all three, that equates to one Zorlak. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm with Rick. I like the orange. Uh, great flavor. Nice and sweet. Good color. The little sword, I almost swallowed it. <laughs> and that's the headline that's, tomorrow. There, there we are. <laughs> Local podcast kills, <laughs> kills local columnists. Kills the love co- columnist with, with tiny sword. So, happy, uh, what is this, a birthday and anniversary? 500, I don't know. Yeah. Anniversary. It's an anniversary. It's an anniversary. It's a happy anniversary. Happy oh week anniversary. Thank you for being part of it, Sal. Oh, thank you, Virgin. I look forward to the next time. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to thank uh, I want to thank the guys from BBC Humberside who also started this. Uh, David Reeves and Jamie Kelwick, who I also recently told the story. The late... Uh, well, the late license with, with I always want to say the late lunch. No, no. It's the late license. It was a midnight show on a radio station in England that emailed me that was also there were two impetuses to start the podcast one was Michael Goodson saying you know people are doing podcasts and the other was that these guys emailed me and said no we'd like to have you on like for 15 minutes a week to talk about nerd things that are going on in America and after I did this show for like a year and they got popular enough that they got moved to a morning slot and I couldn't do it anymore they admitted to me that the only reason Fanboy Planet got the job was I was the only editor who believed that they were real. <laughs> <laughs> so I answered because, believe it or not, this young American boy has dreamed of growing up to be, I am a, Nigerian to be a BBC presenter. This was my childhood dream. Others wanted to be astronauts and cowboys. I wanted to announce on the BBC. So what happened? <laughs> but we use those. Those are available on Fanboy Planet are. in the podcast archives. So you can hear some of those as well. Along with all my episodes. All of Chris's episodes. We tried to lose them. They came back. It was really weird. Kind of scary. Anyway, yes, we have one. I, you know, last but certainly not least, <laughs> the best dressed man I know, and definitely the best hairstyle I know. Oh yeah. And that's it. And Introduce yourself, yourself, man. Hi there. I'm Kevin Roach, aka the Urban Jungle Boy, also the chair of Worldcon '76 in San Jose. Yeah, so we yeah. gave a plug for a plug. 
You hey. just wanted to come up here to say, Derek, I would like applause. Uh, hey. You're here to talk about World Cup, which we did do a podcast with you uh, months a, ago. Months ago, to talk about this, I'm very excited. I just got my, you know, hey, you can start nominating for the Hugos, but you know, talk about what, what's coming up really, really quickly. So if if somehow no, no, you've been listening to this podcast quicker. and have never heard of WorldCon, we're the world's fair of science fiction fandom. You know, several thousand people from around the world get together and build. Uh, the a exception city. being, there is no murder hotel in San Jose. Oh. Uh, H.H. Holmes. No, I don't know. Yeah, thank you. Yes, it was an H.H. Holmes reference. Yes, do not make me dive into local history to find it for you. Because <laughs> I will. No, I mean, Actually, no, I know exactly which one it is. I, <laughs> yep. Okay. yep, we already know where the murder theater is. We don't yeah. need to find the murder hotel. Ah, great. It's not one of our hotels. No. Okay. Yay, see? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've been working on this for almost five years now. Holy crap. Yeah. Really, it feels like six. <laughs> I was rounding down. Okay. Um, and yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, you just got your uh, credentials for nominating for the Hugo Awards. That's one of the big deals at WorldCon. Another we, yes, childhood dream. Another really weird, like, oh, bucket list. I, I don't know what's left. Wait, getting uh, one. Winning a Hugo? No. Because I've done that twice. I know. Um, I just wanted to make sure you knew. But yeah. I've actually written for the magazine that you won it for, so I consider it like. Uh, but not the year that we won. And no. I watched you cry like a baby. I've never cried in my life. In fact, I put it on a you loop sat and watched on it for the, 24 hours. You sat on the edge of the stage and bawled like a baby. I it was believe so once cute. there's an animated gif of you crying on the stage, you can no longer deny it. I, uh, I, actually, I actually almost had empathy for you. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but we not, we're not only doing the Hugos once, we're doing them twice. Because yeah. we're entitled to do retrospective Hugos for 1943... A year that it wasn't a Worldcon because of World War Two, so yes. we're going to actually open on Friday or Thursday night. Part of our our big first night is a a trip down a red carpet back in time to the nineteen forty three Worldcon that never happened. Well, There's a pre- really cool article on the website on the Facebook page for Worldcon seventy six right now about what would be available for nomination on, in the mm-hmm. Retro Hugo's. I I had so much fun when we made the decision to do this. I got to research for images to throw into. Just a sort of warm-up video to remind people the sort of things that were there. And I discovered one of my favorite novels had been published in 1942, because mm-hmm. that's the year that we're looking at. Uh, the movies in 1942, Phenomenal. oh my God, they were amazing. Short stories, and uh, I actually took the time to find more of the pulps than just amazing, because there were so many yeah. uh, that were publishing great stories. And some of the sagas that we now recognize as classics... So, so started what, as short stories in What is the, the website so people can go there? Probably not like saying, say the website, say the website. So ah, we'll it's really it. simple. Worldcon76.org. Excellent. Yeah. You know, one of the po- potential nominees for Best Fanzine from 1942. Was the drink tank? Still <laughs> <a baseless laughs> you're no, immortal? I wish. Uh, <laughs> is still alive. Will be at Worldcon. Bob Madel uh, was nominated. Didn't win the last time they did one. So I'm pushing for him. Because uh, it would be so great to have an actual winner 75 freaking years ago come up and say, well, finally wow. you recognize wow. my genius. <laughs> well, I, of course, must be officially neutral on any question of nominations. <laughs> Let's be clear about this. Um, but we're doing some things which are really cool. In fact, Chris, you are doing the, uh, doing the grand premiere of the 2018 Silicon Valley Science Fiction Short Film Festival yes, at our WorldCon. Yes, I am. The full one. We're doing a brief premiere one 
for Baycon, but we're doing the full thing at Worldcon, and it's going to be phenomenal. So far, we've got 3,000 submissions from around the world. Wow. Including uh, one that we definitely will be showing, uh, written by Diablo Cody, uh, starring uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, the girl from True Grit, who I use a name I can never remember, Haley Stein. Oh. oh, I can never remember her name. Yeah, and, most importantly, James Vanderbeek. Um, so the Beak. The Beak. All right. Yeah, so it's going to be a phenomenal I don't set. want your life. <laughs> 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 Nate doesn't say much, but what he says counts. Poignant. It's a punctuation, <laughs> really. All right. And this does call it. So, again, worldcon76.org. We're looking for it. What are the dates? The dates are August 16th to 20th, 2018, at San Jose McHenry Convention Center. We have the entire convention center. We will not be sharing it with anyone but us. We're greedy that way. That is excellent. I do want to call attention to another local event because I forgot to mention when Sal was up here because he taunted me with this earlier this week. We've got CineQuest coming up in a few weeks. Yes. Uh, In the greatest fake-out whether it was on purpose or not, in the history of film festivals. Yes. They announced that the Maverick Award was going to go to John Travolta. Yes. One day, and then the <laughs> next day it turned out to be Nicolas Cage, having yes. ripped his face off and put it on. <laughs> Maverick <laughs> off. Yeah. Boom. So Nicolas Cage is coming to CineQuest, and our own friend Sal Pizarro, he can be your friend too, but he's ours too. Uh, Sal Pizarro is going to be interviewing Nicolas Cage on stage, in a cage match, uh, and oil up. Oh. will there will there be yeah? Will be oiled up and ready to just take him on? Yeah, um, and you know, <laughs> it's not me. no, it's gonna be he's gonna go off wearing your face. Uh, so anyway. I, you know, I did the short film programming for Cinequest. Too. I did know that, and uh, I did some of the VR programming. Yeah, for as did I. And there is a I have yeah, to say I couldn't do it all. I am most excited about two things. One, the shorts, which are all amazing and incredible, and you should all go, and if you don't, you're not my friend. And two, oh, more dang. importantly, there is a Rick and Morty VR experience. Oh, yes. Which oh, is I, I, so I, cool. I played is that this different than the one they did last no, year? Virtual Rickality? Virtual yeah, 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 they, they had it last year. They, they had it back year. in. Yeah. I want to say, and this is for Gaz listening, that one thing also I got confirmation that I really wanted to be on, and they mm. confirmed it. Ultraman Zero VR is going to be. So this played for two days in Japan in August. Oh, my God. And I saw it entered, and I I turned to to the team at CineQuest and said, Mm -hmm. you have to program this. I couldn't get it to open when I was doing my programming. You stand in an office building. There's There's a kaiju attack. And then you run out into the street, and you're underneath as Ultraman Zero and the kaiju fight. And it is something that four-year-old Derek crossed off his bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the only thing better is if I had been in Ultraman Zero's body. I'm super excited by that. Nate, are you back? I'm back. Good. We lost Nate for a second. I had to bring him back in. Now, can you get that for Worldcon? (laughs) I can, but I don't want to. But go ahead. Um, hmm. What more do you have to say? (laughs) So, me? Well, so one of the things that's really amazed me (laughs) is the downtown businesses are diving in with ways to help, which is really yeah, cool. That is great to hear. Um, is it okay if I mention who's actually already Definitely. Yes, please. Definitely. So, uh, so first of all, Uproar Brewery, the brew pub, um, has offered to host our literary beers where oh, eight nice. fans get to sit down at a table with an author and schmooze and drink beer. Unfortunately, one of them will be Chris Garcia. But still, I'm okay. sure. <laughs> I'll do um, it. <laughs> and uh, we're working hey, Chris with... Chris Garcia, uh, I hurt myself. 
We're working with the uh, the Guggenheims at Three Below yes. as a place we hope to show Chris's film festival. There's um, another film festival too, isn't there? There, there are two film festivals because uh, Nat Sands is also doing a uh, film festival for Worldcon, plus our regular film program, plus mm-hmm. our creature feature special because awesome. Bob Wilkins. Uh, uh, Ken over there is yeah. Ken yep. is doing the Ken uh, Patterson Wilkins. over there awesome. who none of you can see waving at us. No, but we're doing it. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is is working on our uh, our Bob, Bob Wilkins, Wilkins uh, feature. Um, which uh, we'll have a few things. We don't have to do a full film festival because we can't watch all of those movies in one weekend and do everything else. But right, uh, there's a, a lot to look forward to. I'm very, very excited. Do you want to talk about the robots? Uh, well, actually, I would be remiss if I first didn't mention our guests of honor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm, those guys. I'm thrilled. One of my personal uh, author heroes, Spider Robinson, agreed to be Woo-hoo. one of our guests of honor. Uh, Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough, uh, yes. who is a local author uh, and acquaintance of mine. I won't claim we're close friends, but I met her when I was at Berkeley. Would you like to join our panel on Bacon and just say that? I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alas, alas, I am going to be rolling bowling balls in Las Vegas that weekend. Aww. I hope. I will be in Las Vegas. Whether they accept our team for the tournament or not, we don't know. No. Um, we have uh, uh, Sandy and Pierre Pettinger as our fan guests of honor. Amazing costumers. Amazing costumers Wonderful. and con runners and a whole bunch of mm-hmm. other things. Wonderful. And then uh, we have John Picasso is our artist Woo-hoo. guest of honor. Rock and roll John. And, and uh, I would, could you just call it, because again, I really want the comics gate people pissed at us. Um, tell, let's talk about what John has done. Well, let me mention my other guest of honor. All right. We'll I'm come sorry. back to John. Look, dude, I've had a couple to drink. I can't maintain continuity if I don't do that. So go well, ahead. You oh, know, so I've been easy. trained. I've had, I've had yes, a brilliant executive assistant training me on how to stay on topic. Thank you, Debbie. Debbie Brett Schneider. <laughs> Without whom, this would not be possible because she lets Rick out of the house. Uh, so, yes. Yay. So, um, or she pushes Rick out of the house. I'm not sure what it is. We, we, yeah. have, we have two more guests of honor. We have Frank Hayes, uh, amazing filker and also a brilliant futurist. Uh, but he is, uh, among other things, the creator of Never Set the Cat on Fire and other stories. Uh, which uh, so he will be part of our guest of honor concert on Friday, and then we have one other posthumous guest who is Edgar Pangborn, who is actually one of the seminal humanist science fiction authors. Um, alas, he he passed away before his uh, his brilliance could be recognized. And Spider suggested he could be one of our ghosts of honor. So we are thrilled with, to have with that. With Bob Wilkins, yes. And I bet you want to talk about John Picasso's Mexicanx Well, initiative. I want you to talk about it because right. I've just seen, uh, you know, Steve had kind of called attention to it to me. We were chatting Steve about Mix. it. Steve Mix. Were cha- we were chatting about it a few weeks ago. And I think it's great. So I just want to, you know, explain it because you'll know better than I. Right. So we had already donated a number of memberships to Connor Bust, which is a, it is a group that works on getting underrepresented uh, segments of fandom to uh, Worldcon and other conventions and ah I'm not into the mic there we go my executive assistant just said be louder okay here we go uh, and then John Picasso said you know I am proudly Mexican American 100% Mexican American I'm going to donate two memberships to Mexican X fans and pros by which he means either Mexican American or Mexican Mexicano or Mexicana fans and pros from Mexico as soon as he announced that John Scalzi added two more, and it has just continued snowball. It has snowballed, and he is aiming for a target of fifty memberships total to wow. be part of this initiative. He wow. is people I apply know, to I, him. I've, I've got to give this up. You know, I I'm super excited about it because I get very moved when I see like you know this is 
when I see these slash gates, you know, that, that they're they're dividing. And here we are talking about, look, this this diversity is inclusive and let's open open the doors mm-hmm. and make sure that everybody can participate who wants to be able to participate and is using your powers for good. And I'm always for that. So yeah, well, I'll, I'll be honest. Mex- uh, Worldcon costs more to attend than we would like it to. We would love to be able to let everyone in for free, but the membership... But this is the Silicon Valley, let's be honest. The membership yeah. fees are what pay for the convention center. Yes. Uh, Getting hotel rooms at our con- contracted hotels, however cranky they are, also mm-hmm. pays for the convention center. And so when people like John or businesses or whatever sponsor part of Worldcon, it drops the barrier. So more people who would never think about coming otherwise can come. And that is just huge. Like I said, Worldcon is the world's fair of fandom. And I really, that's my mental image of it. I want everybody from the world coming. Yeah, and yes. it's an amazing set of folks who have already been announced as being having gotten them, including one guy who I desperately want to see who is a food scientist. And I went and I did some research. I'm like, I really want to see him speak, and then I want to take him out for food, and then I want to <laughs> hear him speak some more. But the like, food scientist is the inventor of Soylent Green? Is that? Uh, no. no. Okay. No, Soylent Green was not invented. There's prior art on that. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, no, it's a phenomenal initiative that I'm so glad to see. Uh, one of my cousins, I believe, is going to be coming for the first time from the, the Mexican side of my family. He's going to be coming to a world con. So yes, That's I have exciting. relatives. No, and, I, I knew uh, that. I knew that. And he is really excited to meet one person and one person only. You? No, no, no. We, okay. We've met. Okay. Um, George R.R. Yes. R. Martin. Ah, and I am so tempted to just put on a fisherman's cap and do the voice. Uh, you can probably get money for signing Chris, books. Chris, Chris, you just have to tell him the rules. Look for George in the bar. Don't ask him when the next book is done and buy him a drink. Yes. It's really easy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you will sign it as George R. Martin. I'll, do, no, I'll make an extra R. George R. R. Martin. George A. R. George A. R. Martin. George J. R. R. Martin. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay. So, Nate, do you have anything else? Oh, no. No, okay. no. All right. My so. husband very dutifully brought me the names of the uh, first two people who John oh, yes, announced, which uh, is a really big deal. Uh, Bernardo Beth Fernandez and uh, Marcela Davison Aviles, mm-hmm. who was instrumental in creating Coco. Yeah. And she will be at Worldcon. Okay. I, can I, 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 honest favor, and it's not just the alcohol talking, is you make sure that we meet because Coco is my favorite movie of 2007. We need to try. Well, we will do our I, best. I, no, I, I'm just, I just want to thank her for a film that completely blew me away and I was not expecting. He just wants to thank him. I want to do an interview with him. As, as, no, I mean, because I, you know, I'll do the interview. Oh, but, sure. You know. as, as Chris Doyle, my head of program, will tell you, we are putting everything into Grenadine and so we will put interview slots in and see I, who we can I, get there. I, I, would, I would really appreciate Terrific. that. Thank you. Because uh, Again, if you haven't seen Coco, good Lord, what an amazing well, I said, film. I know I haven't. No, no, you didn't say anything. You need to see Coco. I know I did. Yeah. Cool. Then, great. Heavy stuff, too. And no one in the audience could hear what Andy just said, which yeah, is so clarifying that Beth is a amazing Mexican author, whereas uh, Marcella is the artist involved okay. in creating Coco. Well, there, cool. we there we go. Okay, thank you. So it, it will all be edited by Rick, who's brilliant at this sort of thing. And we'll dub the things we got wrong. Yes, exactly. I will punch it in later. So an exciting Worldcon to look yeah, forward absolutely. to. Yes. So... 
Uh, before I get into the closing spiel, I again, once again want to thank who's taking the picture right now. Paul Cunha, ladies and gentlemen, who's the old, one of the co-owners of this bar. Yeah! Along with his wife, Maria. Uh, Paul and Maria have been great friends and supporters for years, and I value their friendship and their hosting here. So thank you yes. once again. Uh, always make us feel human welcome. Beings. And my God, the linguiza corn dogs have one of those. They're also, Jesus. don't forget, they are fairly frequent. Uh, guests on the Fat Man on Batman podcast. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I did. Yeah, three times. That's fairly frequent. That's fairly frequent by Garcia math. Uh, so anyway, wait, wait you no, want Garcia, Garcia to do math? math? That's, that's a regular fixture of <laughs> no, no. Okay, anyway, <laughs> but uh, anyway, if uh, of course, if there's anything that we have talked about on this podcast uh, that you can legally own for yourself and you cannot find it at your local brick and mortar store because we do believe in supporting small businesses. But we kind of count as one, too. Eh, we're a small charity. We're not even a charity. I don't know what we are. But anyway, a small podcast. We might as well be a charity. <laughs> if you want to hear another five, it's true. If you want to hear another 500. Anyway, are we a pet shelter? If there's something, you, no. It, <laughs> uh, if, if there's something you want to purchase for yourself, you can find it on Family Planet through the Amazon link. If you just want to explore the geekiness that is Think Geek, we are affiliated with thinkgeek.com. And there's a box on the fanboyplanet.com website uh, with all kinds of stuff that I, I'm afraid to always go into that website because I find at least five things I want. It's a dangerous place. It is a dangerous place for us. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can purchase there and we get a small little kickback there. You can also donate to PayPal at editor at fanboyplanet.com. And if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, hey, if you took some photos from this, uh, you can write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. You can post them on our Facebook page, too. Absolutely. We have a Facebook page, which is Fanboy Planet. We thought hard about this uh, so that I could keep it straight. Theme. You can also tweet us. I believe that's what the kids are calling it. Tweeting. They're tweeting, yes. You can tweet twerk us. Twerk us, yes. Uh, what? No. 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 Uh, you can tweet do us. Do not twerk us. That's Fanboy do Planet. Not no, us. do not. Uh, also, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, I occasionally just post fun pictures from Fanboy Planet on Instagram at Fanboy Planet. And, uh, again, and there's, Chris is taking pictures. We love that. And so I again want to thank you all for listening so far to 500 episodes. Uh, I'm exhausted. Some of you some of you now are probably going to listen to it twice. You might go, "Hey, was I was I audible?" Uh, and that's Chris asking. Yeah, pretty much. That, yeah. you know, uh, his sons are going to go, "Dad, not again." Uh, so Hey, my my sons have a broad podcasting listening. So Sad. they don't so they don't listen to Fanboy Planet. No, they do actually. <laughs> Ooh, actually okay. uh, they I, have listened more recently than I have. I'm oh, just okay. waiting for the penguin cast to start. So it's, it's gonna be very soon actually. That's Benji and Benji and John, John Paul John, John or Jumple as I call him or JP. Their favorite podcast is second at Fanboy Planet is second. Their first, oddly enough, is the HP Lovecast. No, no, no! I, I can believe that. I can yeah. believe that. But too. the fact that we came second to HP Lovecraft, sort of, that works. Yeah, with two-year-olds, can I put that as the demographic? You can put that we as the demographic. We are number two. I'd <laughs> rather not beat the HP Lovecraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. the, although sometimes I feel like the yeah. the lurking unknown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you very much. I want to thank all our guests. Let's see if I can remember everybody. We had Sal Bizarro. We had Steve Mix. We had uh, Christopher <laughs> Garcia. We had Kevin Roach. Yeah. Uh, did I miss anybody? Did I miss him? Uh, and of course, no, no, no. I gotta say, a guy who's been on us, we've been gone too long because he, he's he's working. He's for down a in the biz, down in Los Angeles. Nate, we missed you. Thank you for coming back on this. Nate Costa, ladies and gentlemen. Nate Costa, Costa. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yes. And uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Center, reminding you to 
Use your powers for good! Good! Thank you all ever so much. And now, please come up for a photograph. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.